Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. It is the Instant Match Reaction. I am Paul Mach and I'm joined by Chris Pajak. Still, for this one, if you've been with us all the way through the fan zone commentary, you are absolutely incredible. If you've just joined us, you're fine as well, but you're not as good. Um, Chris, um, that's been a that was a bit of a slog. Um, I think getting through the game ultimately, there was a lot of that that match where I wonder, like, we'll talk about it, I guess, and probably this in more depth and detail on the final word tomorrow, of course, but it had all the the, the, the elements of, it, of one of those games that we've seen played time and time again at Anfield where team defends resolutely, Liverpool can't find a way through, and then they just bang on the door for 90 minutes. Now, what's worth putting out is that the reason why Liverpool have won the Premier League this season is because they actually, by hook or by crook, find a way to win games. Mm. So as much as that was crap, It'll be it'll only ever be remembered as three points rather than a poor performance. Absolutely, and I think you know we said it early on um, during the game, didn't we? You know, fifteen minutes in, I think we were talking about it. And I said, like, look, this team won't be worried yet. You know that they haven't got that first goal, that breakthrough goal, because they they they're not like us. They realise and remember every reason that they got to the top and that they won the Premier League, and that is a lot of that's down to patience as well as technical ability and the drive that they show each and every week and the determination. So this side know that they can get they can blow teams out in the last few minutes. Now I don't actually think it was anywhere near like one of those games we saw we've seen over the past because Liverpool weren't creating chances. That was the problem. It wasn't one of those typical games where a team comes in and puts in a dogged defensive performance. We just weren't good, mm-hmm. and Aston Villa were playing well and fighting for something and. And that's the difference. That's why I was more upset than if it was the other way around. Yeah. Because I was, I could see a way out. Yeah. You know, you eventually you bang on the door long enough and, it, and you knock it down. It didn't feel like we were going to see that. This it was time. hard to tell. You're right. Whether it was a a resolute, deeply dug in defensive performance from Villa because we just kept not passing the ball to the right people in the final third, and we were so sloppy at times throughout that. And you're right. I agree. It wasn't. I think about like. Um, Burnley away in Klopp's first season. We you know we, we beat 40 Arsenal. Shots. Yeah, we beat Arsenal first game. Mane's not in there for the second game, and it's Adam Lallana popping shots from from thirty five yards. And you know, and we were we were just you know we had no answers, we had no creativity. We, we, that was all we had in our locker. Um, we were just poor in in this game. It wasn't one thing. It wasn't just the I think we said it wasn't the final ball. It was the ball before the ball. It was the cross field balls. It was the balls from deep. It was there was no give and go interchanges happening between the front three. Everything about how we performed was just off. The fact is, I mean, we've had 
I've got some of the stats actually up on my iPad in front of me, Paul, so I can I can talk through a few of them now. Yeah, we had 65% of the ball. We had four shots on target. Aston Villa had three shots on target. We had one shot off target. Aston Villa had four shots off target. You know, one shot blocked for Liverpool, two shots blocked for Aston Villa. Our goalkeeper made more saves than theirs on the day. Mm-hmm. You know, he made three saves and he was a big part of that victory, Alisson, in the yeah. end, wasn't he? So, you know... Yes, you're right. You know, it was hard to see where it was going to come from because nothing seemed to work, and I don't know whether that was. And I, I, I think sometimes you have to take circumstance out of it. I think against the City game, oh sorry, the City game midweek, you can't take circumstance out of that game. But now I think we're a little bit removed. Then we can just judge Liverpool for the performance that they put in. Yes, there's reasons why. Yes, Liverpool haven't had the best week. Uh, yes, we are league champions, but when you just look at that individual performance, if that if that was prior to us winning the league, that was a poor game. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's still a poor game after we've won the league. Yeah. For nothing was working for the reasons that you said. The passing wasn't crisp. You know the passing. Even when we get good opportunities, and you think, oh, we're actually maybe able to break through the lines here. The ball was played behind the fullback, and he was having to stop his run. And we've seen that time and time again throughout the game. And that's the disappointing thing is that. It didn't. I didn't know whether Liverpool had it in them today to get a victory, yeah. but because of how we are and what we know about this side, they still did, and they still kept going, and they still kept fighting for every blade of gla- grass, 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 and that's why ultimately we get the thing. And it's, it, it's ultimately it had to click one time for us to score a goal there. Yeah. You know, a great through ball from Trent, I think it was to Naby Keita, mm-hmm. and then the ball from Naby Keita is unbelievable because he's seeing four, five, six players all moving in one direction, and he realizes when I play this they're all going to continue their run and it's just going to hit Mane inside it was the best opportunity of the game and it was put away with a plum yeah absolutely and let's talk a bit about the, the midfield then because uh, look Naby Keita I think the one who comes out with most credit of the lads who were, who were drafted in for this one I think it was another encouraging performance I don't think it was as well as he's played but I think you can see again what, what the thing about Naby Keita what he does best and we've never seen enough of this to be able to truly nail down a what a Naby performance looks like but more and more we get in these games where Naby Keita gets into the box and when Naby Keita gets into the box and there's another body in and around there he, he, causes, he causes problems and you, 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 I, I, was, I was pleased with this but on the flip side one of the players has drawn the most criticism Chris is Oxley chamberlain and I and rightfully so yeah I don't think he had a good game but I also think some of the reactions I'm seeing are well far and above far too far the other way it, it wasn't he didn't have a, he didn't have a particularly good game but like it's 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 funny how quickly people forget the how people forget how quickly people forget good performances in the past. Yeah, and I, and I don't know why that is. I, I heard you talking on your on the Red Mention show about what why you might think that people react like that. Now, yes, you can have a bad game, and Liverpool had a bad game. Are they a bad side? No. Now, is Alexandre Chamberlain a bad player for having a bad game? No. He's not because we've seen him at good games. We've seen him at games where he's yeah. he's got us over the line. You know, we've seen him stick goals in against Manchester City and, uh, and teams from distance and teams who've sat back and he's broken the deadlock for us in games. So he's a he's a talented footballer who hasn't had as many minutes as he's probably liked this season in mm-hmm. centre midfield. Who was playing in a midfield today that haven't played together very often and was playing in a team performance that was well below par. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised he didn't have a bad game. What I'm a little disappointed in with Paul is that. 
the game kind of passed him by. But I've seen I've seen other good players game pass. I've seen Fabinho the game pass him by. I've seen Henderson the game pass him by. I've seen loads of them from Wijnaldum. Yeah. You know when Wijnaldum has a stinker, he has a stinker, but then he gets up back on the next game and has a fucking tremendous game. Yeah. And there's nothing I haven't seen anything that says Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain can't do that. I think Henderson's raised the bar, which has made things a little bit more difficult for him. And maybe our Liverpool plays changed a little bit since he was obviously established in that midfield. But I always think about this, and we'll kind of bring a Rigi into it, and I will talk more about Ox on the uh, on the final word tomorrow because I think it, it, it warrants it more. But these other lads, these other lads we've got, and there's a clutch of them, and I think it's the lads who I think we know that the the the, the starting eleven is almost going always going to be the one that starts against City, so it's going to be Fabinho, Henderson, and, and Wijnaldum. I think mean, we we can roughly gauge the Klopp thinks that so everyone else who's not in that first team who is over the age of 21 is therefore like a, a squad player mm. effectively and some of them are in different stages of their careers and some of them have got more prospects at Liverpool than others but Origi falls into that Ox falls into that Shaqiri falls into that Lovren, Lalana. there's a few others Minamino now falls into that but like you know there's some that you think you'll get more from and some that you don't like Origi we, we, we spoke a lot about Origi on the, on the build-up show it was another very Divock Origi-ish performance where he offered didn't offer a great deal you kind of don't see Really, the 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 point and what he's bringing, but I look at I look at Ox and that, and I think there's, there's definitely more to come from Ox. Whereas I think Origi at the moment is a if you if you gave me a choice between giving giving him the same number of games next season or giving those games to Brewster, I might take a punt on Brewster. I agree with you hundred percent. You know, I was quite vocal on my thoughts on Origi uh, in the build-up show. If you didn't, it was <laughs> crap. Yeah, I, I don't think he's very good, but I'm not also going to let that lead me into why I think he had a bad game today. I don't think he was very good, but then when Mane wasn't a top form and Salah wasn't a top form and Origi's playing that nine again, it becomes difficult. I think it's it's different if there's ten players around him who are all playing really really well yeah. and he's not finishing his dinner. Yeah. The service wasn't there for Origi today, mm-hmm. uh, and he struggled. Yeah, most strikers look shit when they don't get the ball. Yeah. Like the problem is he didn't really do anything when he even did get the ball. That's the difficult thing with the, Rigi. The, the the tricky thing we've got is that that balance between which of the lads who are in the squad who are not really and co- taking COVID out wouldn't necessarily be Liverpool players for too much long. Because I think every team got this. Man, I think Man City and obviously maybe Chelsea from back from the Abramovich era in particular have kind of skewed our views on what squads look on what squads yeah. are meant to look like, and. There's always a degree of chain because unless you're a first team player that's been ousted, you're probably you're buying in a lot of squad players. You're buying in lads you can hope can make the difference. Unless you're going to go out and buy super players like we did with Van Dijk or, or Allison. Like Barcelona have got chain in their squad. Barcelona have got a few lads. I mean, honestly, like Usman Dembele, you know, he doesn't play. You know, he's not he's not good enough for that Barcelona team, but he's still a very good still a very good player. We have this tendency, I think, to Look for these scapegoats at any given one, any given point in the squad. You took if you take two players out of Barcelona's first team and the lads that you put in, are they really up to the same level as Barcelona's nailed on first no. team? You get into, and then you start against the worlds of your Arda Turans. Like, does he even still play? He probably doesn't even play for Barcelona anymore. I don't know, but most of us are like that. But we we're quite. I think we're a lot more critical of these lads than probably fans of other clubs, yeah. truly elite clubs my, my, are. My You've got to have these players. You, in your squad. You, you absolutely do. But the problem is our biggest rival. Right Right now, doesn't have those players. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the difficulty, that, yeah. and that's where we're, we're looking across down the M62 and looking at Manchester City, and going, "Would you rather have Gabriel Jesus or, or 
they've got Origi. Well, I tell you, I'd rather have Jesus. Yeah. With, with, no doubt in my mind. I'm looking down in Man United thinking I'd rather have Greenwood yeah. than they've got Origi. And they're not even a very good side. They're, you know, they're miles off us, but they're starting to turn the corner and stuff mm. like that. Chelsea, at the moment, I'll probably take Origi over there back up, maybe. I, I do like Giroud, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not taking a punt on him. Origi, Origi's done brilliantly for us. You know, and he's fought through some stuff, coming back from injury and, and, and loans and everything to have big impacts in big games for us. And I'll thank him for that and I'll love him forever for that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that's one spot in the squad that needs upgrading if we're going to go out there and attack the next title. And that's why it kind of leads on to what I was going to ask you next. And it's the big talking point, I think, at this for this show in particular. Is, is it discouraging that we needed to bring on three first-teamers to beat Aston Villa? Not yet. Ask me in four games' time if we're still in the same form. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, judging the performance for what the performance is, it's not good enough. But equally, Mane said it himself after the game. I know you didn't hear it and stuff, and, but, and you've not really had time to be on Twitter and stuff. But Mane was like, you know, it's, every game's a tough game in the Premier League. And, and the, what I was encouraged by is that post-match interview because he's sitting there going, you know, they're, they're asking about records and stuff, Paul, and he's like, we've just got to take it one game at a time and get the wins. If the records come, the records come. Yeah. We've got to keep the focus on the games and making sure that we do our best to get three points each and every week. And Jürgen today has done that with his substitutions. He said to them, what I'm telling you each and every week, that this is the most important game of your life, this next one is the most important thing. Now, if he doesn't put his players on, he doesn't roll the dice, and try and get three points and what type of example does that set to the squad for the next five games life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. After the league season, because you know if Jürgen's fighting for three points, he's bringing those three players on if they're on the bench. We've seen him do it at halftime when he's brings, brought Salah and Firmino on when he's made a mistake. Yeah. So the fact that he's continued to do that is setting precedent and the players then respond, players go and get the results. And that's that. That's why it's not discouraging yet. Yeah, and we're managing a squad, aren't we? And, and I think it's, it's, it's weird that, again, this comes back to us where we're at. We've just won a game. We've won a game two 0 We didn't do it in the in, in the greatest way, but it was mentioned in, in on the on the Red Mention show. Uh, this is how, this is how we've been winning games all season. Hmm? We've been winning. We've been we've been we've been playing to the ninety fifth minute every single game of football that we've played, and it's I think it's probably because I think it does the narrative of 
Liverpool need a, a more creative midfield. And and everyone's been wait, been crying out for Cater and Oxley Chamberlain to come into that midfield, and they've come in and they've actually not set the world alight. But it, you know, what we can never judge, and it goes back to Manny's comment there, is we said this in, in, the, in the commentary. But Aston Villa are fighting for the lives. You know, Brighton are in a little bit of a relegation scrap, but they're on the edge of getting out of it. You know, you might find that the Brighton game might might be a little bit easier. Aston Villa had a, a solid game plan, and it was a little bit it was aided by Liverpool's sloppiness for sure. And a little bit of disjointedness, maybe, and how we how how we were lined up, but there will just we will meet someone in the next week or so who's just done. I mean, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace, just they just couldn't come close to matches. They had no need. Mm. There was no need for Crystal Palace to match us. What 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 were they going to get out of matching us? There was nothing. There was no benefit to them for doing it once the game was won. But um, I like I, I would look at it as a note of encouragement that. For anyone who thinks that like who thinks that Liverpool are there by luck or whatever, the first team lads we've got a boss, Jordan Henderson's boss, Jeannie Van Alden's boss, Bobby Firmino. As much as they keep bringing up they're not scored at Anfield in the league, start ass mate because you changed the game today, and that's why Liverpool got the three points. 100%. So as much as you want to throw individual honours, and you know if you're a, if you're a fan of another club and you want to prove that Bobby Firmino's not as good a striker, then well, I'm I'm sorry, but Bobby Firmino's playing for the Premier League champions, mm-hmm. and the Premier League champions are as good as they are because of Bobby Firmino and the way that he plays football. There's not many forwards, not many teams who play a front three in the, in the way that Liverpool play a front three, so it's hard to judge. And there's not many teams who've got two strikers in their team who are on more than 15 goals each in the league. And that's what Firmino allows us to have. Firmino, yeah. Abs- yes. Absolutely, 100%. And again, it's it's tangible. It's noticeable how much better we are with Firmino. And that maybe goes back to the Origi argument. Origi doesn't stay central for long in that game and, because and, he, does, he, he doesn't suit our style of play. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know, I know you kind of grouped Minamino in and you probably didn't mean it. I don't think he's one of those players that you were talking about before that, like over 21 squad player. Although I don't see him as a natural first teamer for us, I do feel like he's very much at the bottom of his learning curve for Liverpool. Oh God, yeah, and we can absolutely see him as a first teamer, and I do see him as as someone who will affect games for Mm -hmm. us in much more than. 20 minutes here and there. Yeah. I do see him as he's going to be a regular starter at some point, certainly in the rotation for regular starts. He's, I, I, I clutch him in there just by the, the group Age. of players. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's not a first... He's not He's not better than any of the lads. He doesn't start ahead of any of the lads. He's not got a... It, right wing is Salah's position. Centre forward is Firmino's position. Mane's position. He doesn't have a position in Liverpool's team, so he falls into that path. But you're right, some of them are just a, a different point of their Liverpool journey. Shaqiri, Lovren are coming, and Lalana are coming to the end of it. Origi might be at the end of it. Minamino's very much at the start of it. He might yet develop into being, might be more, but he is. He's, he's just in that. Cater's got more to come. Oxley Chamberlain's got more to come. Minamino's got more to come because they are the lads who are just about to hit their prime. Hmm. They are mid-twenties, and they're the lads who are ready to start hitting the stride. Our best lads are all in their prime, and these are the lads who are just bubbling under, ready to ready to so take we, the place. We say, you know, quite often, and it was said in the comments during the stream, actually, you know, when you take... Um, when you take one of the front three out, they're not the front three anymore. They're the front three because they all play together and they play together so well. Um, it's our front three. Yeah, it's our front three, <laughs> but it actually goes for the midfield as well. I think you mentioned it there. Fabinho, Henderson, and Allen. That's our best midfield three. Mm-hmm. I think you can change one of them and I think you can keep the level up. I think what we saw today is change two and you might have a bit of a dip. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we saw. We saw a midfield that doesn't play very very often together, hasn't played very often together, struggling to find their feet in a competitive game of football against a team that was playing for everything, playing for their fucking lives. Ox doesn't have the same command 
the Jordan Henderson has. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have that aura. He doesn't have that. It's just, it's just, he's just, he's not that type of player. I think he does a reasonable sort of job. You know, we might just find that you find lads, lads are a bit like this sometimes. You know, he might be, he might find that if we don't adapt that role a bit more, he might be a bit of a square peg, and it might not quite work out for him, which would be a crying shame. But. Just, I wouldn't write him off. I mean, again, no. I've only just like it was just this week I was revisiting the Genk games and people were fucking. I wonder why you started talking about Genk so often. No, obviously, but it, it just it was it just so happened that we obviously we just playing that midfield as well. But people were creaming in their pants at how good Oxley Chamberlain was in those games, and he played number he played false nine in the in the home game at Anfield in the first half as well, and he was and he was pretty good. But he like he scored probably I mean it's been forgotten about doubtless, but like probably our goal of the season he scored away from Genk when he banged one in off the crossbar. Um, he's got loads more to offer this side, and you're dead right. It's just. I think, and we're gonna get this is gonna get worse and worse over the over the next coming months and seasons. I think because you get a bunch of people and the standard comes up so high that the stuff that we used to be critical of is now nowhere near Liverpool squad. We don't have Alberto Moreno's in the squad anymore. We just don't. We don't have some of the some of the absolute toss that Liverpool have carried around over the years is now not even good enough to get you know to visit Anfield, let alone get in the get in the side. Well, Everton comes twice a year. Yeah, no. but the but the point is is that the there's people who just need to have something to be critical of at all times because it's how they judge football or they watch football. And it's fine. Um, judging Oxley Chamberlain, saying Oxley Chamberlain's not good enough. If it's true. Then it shows how brilliant we are. I don't think it's true. No. I think you're going to get good performances. You know, box. the one thing that I want to ask you about after this game is, how do you think judging these types of games? What what is doing it here doing to you? Because for me, I think about games in Anfield where we come out with one. I've, I've had a fucking great time because I've sung my heart out and I've enjoyed being in part of the crowd. Yeah. And I just wonder whether this. Strange situation is actually compounding things a little bit. It's why I think the social media reaction to everything is more, always more negative than the in-person reaction to things because it's just easier to be a minge bag when you when you're disconnected from the from the world. Um, and I, I I'm fine. I, 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 you know, recency bias means I quite enjoyed that. I got to see two Liverpool go- two good Liverpool goals. I'll remember that far more than I'll remember the 65 minutes of, of turgid awful football that preceded it. I had to make a point again just to just to mention the book again. I actually ha- just had to make sure that I, re- I write my first reaction line to get it out because I'll forget. I'll I'll just I'll just. Think more about the good things that, that happened in the game. I'll think about Naby Keita and I'll think about Curtis Jones and I'll think about Mane's goal and all those things. And they'll be my big takeaways from it. And how Liverpool could have gone, nah, you're all right. Because who's asked, we'll take a draw. We won't push on and won't push on. But we did push on. And we didn't just push on and scrape it. We pushed on and won 2 now. I'm slightly different to you. I'm, I don't think... I, I enjoy doing this, don't get me wrong. But I get more. I get well more enjoyment from being in the game mm-hmm. and being in that camaraderie and, and just listening and, and just soaking up that atmosphere and doing the fan cams and stuff mm. after the game and, and everything else. That I actually think... You know, I've seen us win games 1-0 or 2-0 that have been just as boring as that. And I've not thought... I've not felt probably as bad about the performance... Because of all the all the other things that goes into that match day experience that I can take away with me, sitting and watching something on a telly, it's just not the same for me, and it's yeah. making me feel slightly worse. And if I'm one of those people, I'm not saying everybody's like that, mm-hmm. but I can imagine quite a proportion of people feel the same. I think look, I think it's fair to be saying though that that's up there with the worst 
first 65 minutes of a game of football we've probably played this season at least in most games of the season we have a city we've a bit yeah well no but we we, we had chances we we, pour, we forced the goalkeeper we forced Edison into a, a, into a string I'd, of saves I'd rather game. I'd rather not be 4-0 down in 65 against City though oh god yeah oh, like, yeah, I could no, that worse because we conceded for oh no 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 but, it, but yeah you're right but it but there was a it was a much more enjoyable game of football in a footballing sense but like you, there was not that I think you're not wrong in what you're saying but that is an example of it. Is that was Ted? We'd, we'd, we'd have thought that was shite if we were in the grounds just as much as we. But I'd have got to sing we the Bobby song to him. But would you have done because a game like that there'd have been no fucking atmosphere? It would have been flat <laughs> all fucking game. Let me remember how I want it to fucking flat. remember it, mate. It, exactly, nostalgia works. However, we want nostalgia to oh. work. Um, but yeah, the point is, of course, is that uh, Liverpool are champions. Liverpool are another three points closer to the points record. Um, One hundred four points is still possible. Uh, at this point, this is what it's going to so come down to. So we're on 89 now. No, I guess so. You know, this is what it's going to boil down to, Chris. If we were just going to... Klopp could just fuck around if he wanted to. But what we're at least seeing is, the Man City result being a little bit of an outlier on it, that we've seen that game loads of times. We saw that game against Aston Villa, you know, albeit, again, probably a slightly better performance because we had more shots, etc. But we only won that by a goal in a last-minute, last-gasp, Sadio Mane throwing his head in and flicking flicking it in kind of stuff. This was well more comfortable. Um, but it didn't feel, necessarily feel it or whatever. If we're going to carry on, Klopp's going to have Liverpool carry on as they've been. And every now and again, we're going to hit our absolute perfect stride like the Palace game. But it's worth reminding everyone at home and listening when they're watching that we didn't play, we haven't played like that all season. The Leicester game stands out because we were fucking brilliant. The first 45 minutes against Salzburg and Anfield stands out because mm. we were absolutely brilliant. Crystal Palace because we were absolutely brilliant. A lot of the time, we've just crushed teams to death and just waited until the last few minutes and, still, and, took, and took away the points. There's probably going to be a few more of that. Yeah, uh, but we were just expecting party time. Exactly what happened in this game, isn't it? You get a goal, it opens up a little bit, and you get another. Yeah, That's, That's happened earlier on in games for us. Yeah. Um, it didn't today, but we still walk away with three points because we are the best team in this country. Yeah, exactly. And Eddie, I've watched us draw that, that game so many times, and the reason we, we're winning the league is because we don't draw that game anymore. Um, right, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. If you got this on the podcast, leave a five-star podcast review Ooh. on your podcasting app if you can. Drop a like on YouTube. Join up for the YouTube memberships and check out the final Word show, which is going to be going out on this. It's going to be an hour. Anything that we've not discussed that you want discussing, let me know in the comments. Uh, we'll go into more depth and detail on that on Monday morning. That'll be out in the afternoon, available to YouTube members for Tier 2 and Tier 3 members and for subscribers to the RedmenTV.com. I'll see you tomorrow.